Hello everybody, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good whatever time of the day you are listening to this and you're welcome to another episode of the Velocity Times with Daniel podcast, Oh Ye Fluid One. Yes, um, last week podcast was a blast, last week episode was a blast for me because, you know, I talked about a couple of things and for some reason some people thought I was attacking women like, did you actually listen to the things I was saying? Like, <laughs> like fam. But I admit I should apologize and I am apologizing if something there came across wrong. I wasn't trying to attack anybody, but I meant every single thing that I said. And before you start to say, you know, he's wrong, kind of think about it because this is coming from a guy's perspective, right? So kind of think about it first. And if there's any misunderstanding there, then, you know, express that, okay, this is a misunderstanding. So anyway, that's that. But this week's episode was supposed to be last week's episode, actually. But when I was editing it, I kind of lost it bit of data i didn't like the output of it all so i decided you know what i'm going to re-record that and i ended up uploading last week's episode so yeah this episode was requested by a fellow fluid one yes a member of the volatile community yeah and his name is michael everybody say yay for michael you can find him on instagram at bkels that's at b-k-e-l-z as because on instagram give him a shout out you know screenshot this put it on your stories um tag bkels tag me and put the hashtag the fluid gang the fluid gang remember that is our hashtag and okay so today's episode i'm going to be talking about imposter syndrome i'm going to be talking about what it is the types what usually causes it you understand how it makes people feel and, and make people respond and also ways to cope with it because the truth of imposter syndrome is you can never fully get rid of it you simply learn ways to mitigate the effect and cope with it so don't go anywhere because you are in for a treat I keep looking in the mirror till I see myself, see myself, hey. Hey, lover, will you blow my cover? Cause I'm not myself, I'm not myself. I wake up in the middle of the night and I look like a stranger in the bathroom light. I keep looking in the mirror till I see myself, see myself, hey. Hey, lover, will you blow my cover? Cause I'm not myself, I'm not myself. I wake up in the middle of the night and I I look like a stranger in the bathroom light. Keep looking in the mirror till I see myself, see myself. Eh. Okay, okay, so that was Mirror by Ida, two wonderful female singers. Ida is spelled I D E R. You guys should check out the song, it's actually quite awesome. But moving on to today's topic, and also, if you notice some particular sounds, maybe people's voices or things like that, I'm not recording at home where I usually record. I'm actually in my office, though I have the door closed and the window closed. You know, you, can, you never can tell. Maybe the click of the chair and something can get in. I'll try to get all of that out, but sorry, you just, you know, get a little bit of distracting sounds in the background. Um, so moving on. What exactly is imposter syndrome? And I'm sure some of you have encountered the term imposter syndrome. Maybe you researched it. Maybe you felt you were going through it before. You know. So for this particular topic, I looked at various psychological, you know, sites and write-offs like 
American Society of Psychology, if that's what it's called. Um, the very well mind. Um, I watched a YouTube video, a TEDx talk by Lou Solomon, great, great person. She's the founder and CEO of Interact, and she gave a detailed explanation of what you know imposter syndrome is. And I'd like to use the definition I got of the psychological website and then follow it up with what Lou Solomon said about imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome is a psychological term referring to a pattern of behavior where people doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent, remember that word, persistent, often internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Which means it's basically just the experience of feeling like, you know, you're a fake, you're a fraud, even when all evidence points to the contrary. And now Lou Solomon said, imposter syndrome is like having a crappy best friend in your head who always says mean things about you. Like imagine having that a crappy best friend in your head who says mean things about you all the time. Like that is not something you want to actually live with. Really, it is not. But before we go to the causes, let's talk about types because there are actually types of imposter syndromes that people, okay, maybe classifications of people with imposter syndrome, you understand the behaviors they exhibit and I didn't even know this and reading this out, a lot of us are going to find ourselves in this. But before I get ahead of myself, let's, let's get into this. Number one, perfectionist, the perfectionist. The perfectionist is never satisfied. Really, they are never satisfied. Their work would always be better. In fact, every single work that they do is never good. The perfectionist always seeks the best and even when they get the best, the best is still not the best there's always something better second one the superhero the superhero is kind of like falls under the category of the insecure helping the insecure understand we are all insecure in one way or the other and we all help each other right but this is different for the superhero the superhero due to feelings of inadequacy always feels that they need to push themselves you know they even when they are sick they are changed to a life support you know they need 10,000 people to work they will still feel they need to push themselves even though everything in their life and everything their body is screaming no you need to rest no they keep pushing themselves to work because they feel inadequate and they feel like they need to show up for everybody they need to do things for everybody if i don't do this they're the kind of people that always act like a if they don't show up to work everything is going to crash down you know you keep hearing things like if i don't show up they won't be able to do this if i don't show up they won't be able to do that fam you need to learn that life will go on without you so you have to decide is either you take a rest so that you can come back to life or life takes you to the rest and when life takes you to the rest that's permanent okay let's move on the third one the expert now the expert has to do with a little bit much more knowledge based instead of doing based i don't know if i said that right or if that made sense anyway the expert is always trying to learn more but never satisfied with their understanding now i tell my students you know it's always good to seek knowledge you understand i myself i try to seek knowledge every single day i try to learn new things but when you learn something new and you know you are never satisfied with something you learn because there are some times where you are learning something and you need to be satisfied reaching a particular place you cannot be an expert in everything but no somebody under is syndrome exhibiting the expert kind of behavior would want to know everything and for that kind of person learning is never a thing of enjoyment or satisfaction it's always a thing of having having the upper hand or always the thing of being the smartest person that ever walks into a room you understand even though the person never went in into the medical field but once they start reading about something they want to know everything about it to the point that they, they want to know more than the doctor and that is not nice we even see this oftentimes in christian circles where you know everybody wants a deep knowledge of everything you understand everything has to have a deeper meaning everything has to have a deeper 
you know, reference or inference or all that kind of stuff. And, you know, sometimes the Bible is just simple and straightforward where you just need to calm down and read it. I know, stick to what it says. But no, even when you see a verse that says Jesus swept, you find one brother or sister somewhere that will come and explain an epistle to you. Calm down now, fam, calm down. Okay, let's move on to the last two. The natural genius. Now, the natural genius are those who set lofty goals for themselves. They set high goals for themselves. And they always collapse when they cannot achieve those goals the first time. These are the kind of people that always want everything to work the first time. And they don't... In their book, there's nothing like you fail to succeed or anything like that. There's nothing like, oh, you fail now and learn from your mistakes and then go on. No, these guys crash down the moment they are unable to do that one thing the first time. Whether it is riding a bicycle, they have to get it right the first time. Whether it is creating a computer application, they have to get it right the very first time. Like, that is the burden that imposter syndrome gives them. Then the last one, the soloist. Now, the soloist, a lot of us will find ourselves in this because a lot of us try to do things alone. And soloists are very, very individualistic and prefer to work alone. They, their self-worth, their self-esteem, the way they view themselves and the way they interact with the world is rooted in their productivity, is rooted in how productive they are. So they often reject offer, offer of assistance. In other words, they believe most of the time that if they cannot do something that will take five people to do, if they can't do it alone, they are not worth it. You understand? They are not worth their job. They are not worth their skill. They are not worth everything. They are a fraud. They don't really know what they are doing there. And, you know, you might see yourself in maybe one of these types or even more than one. Because personally, I see myself in the soloist. I see myself in the superhero, majorly those two. And, you know, when I was researching for us, I didn't even think, oh, I'm going to find myself here. You understand? But here I am. Here with you guys so let's talk about what type of imposter syndrome you're under whichever one you're under screenshots where you are listening to right now go to your instagram post it to your stories and tag me tag me and type the type of imposter syndrome you are whether it is perfectionist the superhero the expert natural genius the soloist remember the ig tag is at volatile with daniel and don't worry i don't have to explain to people what any of those words mean i know what those words mean and i'll jump into your dm and we'll discuss Okay, so I already talked about what imposter syndrome is and, you know, the types. But let's talk about the symptoms and the causes, you understand? Now, usually what causes imposter syndrome, you might be asking yourself. And one of the main reasons for imposter syndrome is trauma. Trauma that comes from any serious conflict, whether conflict at home, conflict in school, all those kind of things. And all these trauma usually have a particular attribute to them, which is destructive criticism or negative criticism you know is the thing that makes you always you know people that always question every single thing you've done every single achievement you understand and you know you see this a lot at home sometimes between you know when a girl is being raised you know she sweeps the floor she obviously you know there's always that one spot that she's probably going to miss and then you know they, she gets hounded for it or you know a boy that is growing up and boys are full of energy usually many kids are full of energy and then you know they're expending their energy they are playing and then you know you make them feel bad for playing or let's say they create something with blocks and stuff like that you know trying to just be artistic or you know bring their imagination to life and then you know you always be like kinikok kinikok can't you be reading your book and stuff like that or they even go to school and then they get let's say third position that's actually a very good position you know to start with and then you can grow up from there but no you start hearing things like 
the people that got first are they double-headed you understand do they have 10 teachers this and that and you know makes you feel like a save you never get anything right you never get anything right you never do anything right you never be able to do anything right and i felt like this for a long longer time oh god i felt like this for a longer time sometimes i still feel like that once in a while but i just learned to shut it up because you know man has grown hallelujah <laughs> okay sometimes it's actually not caused by drama sometimes we just get it into our heads that we are undeserving of success we are undeserving of gratitude we are undeserving of compliments and other things sometimes i get compliments for episodes i you know release and then you know it makes me feel somehow like i feel sometimes i catch myself feeling undeserving of comments i get or you know compliments i get and i'm like no calm down guy you worked hard for this i'm not talking about pride here remember in two episodes past when i was talking about habits i said i quoted a quote from c.s lewis that said humility is not thinking less of yourself but thinking of yourself less it's not thinking less of yourself but thinking of yourself less. in other words it's not your, you putting yourself down it's just you not you know making yourself the center of everything that's humility so you know accept compliments you get accept compliments sometimes we get into our heads that we are so undeserving because we are constantly comparing ourselves to the success of others um you know i said this on my whatsapp one time like that i said your growth probably doesn't look the same as my growth but we are both growing we need to recognize that both those things are called growth we need to recognize it and normalize that kind of thinking understand that makes us able to appreciate each other more and stop comparing ourselves to each other now the symptoms symptoms are actually quite simple and the symptoms are so regular that usually you cannot tell take for instance um anxiety perfectionism self-doubt fear of failure you understand um understand underselling yourself and never accepting your value these are usually the symptoms of imposter, imposter syndrome and imposter syndrome doesn't affect maybe affects women more than it affects men no actually imposter syndrome affects women and men equally there is no disparity between it because you it's not a gender thing you understand it's it's a psychological thing and it's not even rooted in our biology also the amount of people you think you know have imposter syndrome double it double it if you are thinking 85 percent double it if you are thinking 100 percent double it because many people have imposter syndrome and they don't even know that that is what they have all a lot of us have gone through or are currently going through symptoms of imposter syndrome and we don't even know that this is what is doing us you understand we just find that you created this awesome design and posted it on instagram and you never learned anything as a graphic designer not nothing you know you just downloaded canva and started experimenting and people are like oh my god wow this is awesome but then the next thing you know the first time you go ah no it's nothing the second time you go ah we thank god the third time you go ah it's simple and you know those things sound like humility but actually they are a false very very false sense of humility we need to combat it those are very very false senses of humility when you when you meet somebody who is constantly downplaying compliments who is constantly referring to other people when you point out their success when you point out their accomplishments that person is probably exhibiting behaviors of somebody with imposter syndrome now imposter syndrome isn't actually a psychological thing it's just like a regular mind thing that people go through now imposter syndrome has some particular lies as pointed out by lou solomon 
number one vulnerability is for losers vulnerability is for losers you know you feel like oh if i see if, if people notice that you know maybe i'm not good at this you know some sort of weakness you understand they are just going to eat me raw you understand this is the wild wild west you know we have to be the king of the jungle and things like that and that's a lie vulnerability can be a beautiful thing if well managed lie number two a successful career leads to a successful life now this might be contestable but personally i agree with the solomon that you know the success and happiness of your life shouldn't be rooted in what in how successful your career is you understand because success in career can take a while you understand but happiness in life can take you know quicker than your career to build number three don't air your dirty laundry and normally dirty laundry we use this to represent you know your mistakes errors you know weaknesses and things like that and obviously you don't want to be oversharing or sharing these things with people that you do not trust but having the belief that you know if somebody sees you make a mistake if somebody sees you tabon if somebody sees you you know wear do riot uh, color riot or something like that that they're automatically going to shame you and recognize that oh my god this person is not as wise as we thought oh my god this person is not no fam see the thing is there are always going to be people who are disapproving of you but that doesn't need to be the narrative that you live by now another lie of imposter syndrome is that talkers rule the world talkers rule the world and that again is contestable instead of just talkers we should say brilliance rules the world because some people aren't talkers like take for instance i'm a podcaster so i need to talk a lot normally right and i generally talk a lot normally in my circles but when i'm outside i usually you know i'm usually shy well collected and everything but in my full circles or in my close circles i am you know i'm always talking i am talking i'm contributing and all that kind of thing so the best thing to do is to listen for brilliance listen for brilliance don't listen for who's talking the loudest which is what is plaguing us in the world today we are always looking for those who are loud we should look for those who are talking brilliantly. We should look for those. We should look to the minority because that's where you usually find brilliance. Now, what about its effects? What does it push people to? Usually, it pushes people to anxiety, you know, um, depression, which a lot of us have gone through. Some might be going through it right now. If you know anybody that's going through depression, please reach out to them. Addiction, yes, addiction. You can get it. Some people get addicted to performance enhancing pills. I'm not talking about Viagra here. <laughs> Calm down. They get addicted to some drugs or pills that, you know, boosts them, boosts, give them extra strength, keeps them awake extra just to be able to do more extra work that they don't need to be doing by that particular hour. Then you have, you know, stored projects. Yes, those ideas that have never come to fruition. If you're like me and you have those, please raise up your hand. Hello. Then unfinished masterpieces and an unhappy life. I think an unhappy life is an unfinished masterpiece because, you know, getting a happy life is, is a masterpiece we all should aspire to, you understand? And you build that step by step, you understand? But like I said before, it's built faster than a successful career. Okay, so finally let's talk about how to cope with imposter syndrome because this is something that again a lot of us go through and we don't really know we can't really identify it or rather we don't know how to identify it and things like that and there's one thing i'd like to say before i begin 
um, I think Lou Solomon said this. I, I don't know whether I found it in the blog or Lou Solomon. It says, the experience of doing well at something doesn't change the belief. Yeah, imposter syndrome gives you this belief that, you know, you are not worthy. You are not worth it. You understand? And then you do well at something. But like I said, you know, you keep downplaying and underselling yourself. So doing well at something doesn't necessarily change imposter syndrome. The insecurity of imposter syndrome is rooted in the fact that usually your actions don't necessarily mitigate it do you understand so how to face it there are three sections to this first off identify identify the voice you know that voice in your head that is constantly telling you how unskillful you are and all those things identify that voice next is identify the symptoms when that voice comes do you start getting anxious do you start getting depressed you need to know all these things identify the actions you take to those symptoms you understand identify the actions you take to that voice when that voice starts coming do you automatically you know start putting yourself into work they automatically start you know seeing errors in something that you already made well you understand it's like cooking jollof rice and then you now realize oh this isn't that this side doesn't this side is not as red as this place you understand something this thing will be sweet in the end you understand those ever you are going to put it on the plate for probably won't notice but no you want perfect jollof rice, which come and meet your bad people to teach you how to cook it. Amen. Amen. Okay. Then, what, last thing you want to identify is the effect it has on your mental health. The effect. Do you get more anxious? Do you get depressed? Even physically, you understand? Does it make you tired? Do you, do you start? Sometimes you get sick because of how much you think you understand. So you want to identify those things. Identify the voice, identify the symptoms, identify the actions you take and identify the effects that they have on you. Second thing you want to do is ask yourself questions. Ask yourself questions like, what core beliefs do I hold about myself? What do I really believe about myself? Do I really believe these thoughts that I am not worthy? Do I really believe these thoughts that I can never do anything good in my life? Are these the thoughts that, you know, describe who I am down deep into my spirit? And if you're a Christian, you know this is not who you are. We are defined in Christ. We are defined by the gospel. Read the words of God to yourself. Hallelujah. Second question you want to ask yourself is, do I believe I am worthy of love as I am? By the way, everybody is worthy of love. Spoiler alert. Everybody is worthy of love. Even the murderer is worthy of love because Jesus loved each and every one of us. God loved us. And how do we know this? He gave his only begotten son to die for us. That is the message of the gospel. That is the message of love. Now, love isn't necessarily all approving. Love isn't necessarily all approving, but love loves everyone despite their flaws. So even with your flaws, you need to recognize yourself as somebody who deserves love. So ask yourself, do you recognize yourself as that person or you are in the opposite camp? The next question you want to ask yourself is, must I be perfect? for others to approve of me. In other words, must you attain the level of Godhood that is perfection before anybody can approve of you, you understand? Sometimes you meet people who, they want to wear a dress the perfect way, they want to wear a shoe the perfect way. This thing must shine the exact same way. The right size, not too big, not too small, you know, everything must be perfect. Everything must be straight and narrow. And we always like to think that all of these people have OCD, but sometimes some OCDs are rooted in this insecurity that is imposter syndrome so you want to ask yourself these questions and lastly this is the true coping mechanism after you've identified voice create a counter voice create a counter voice question your thoughts are these thoughts rational are they factual are they charged with insecurities you want to ask yourself those questions secondly share your feelings with people you trust share those feelings of insecurity with people you trust obviously do not overshare 
I emphasize do not overshare, but share those feelings of insecurity with people that you trust. Thirdly, assess your abilities. What exactly have you learned over the years? What exactly do you actually know how to do? Things you've done, you know, tell you the things that you can do. So assess your abilities. Focus on others. Focus on others. Give people compliments. You understand? Appreciate other people's growth. Don't become jealous. You understand? I know this might seem like a save and saying compare yourself. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying focus on giving value to others. You understand? And when you give that value and people appreciate that value, accept that appreciation. You understand? Do not reject it. Don't reject people's love. Accept them. Next is take baby steps. Obviously, you can't just, you know, from here to here, boom, boom, bada, 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 boom, boom. Hey, insecurity cured. No, that's not actually how this thing works. You take baby steps. Everything I'm saying, you take baby steps. Lastly, stop comparison and the best way to do this that i've noticed is use social media moderately many people like to say social media is not real life but i beg to differ because wherever human beings go to it automatically turns into real life now social media is a place where many aspects of our life goes on that is where we chat with our friends that's where we get our jobs that's where we work for some of us you know social media has become a backbone to our society now there's no way you can continue to deny reality and say social media is no longer real life it is as real as it can get for many of us we do so much online that to say it's not real life is a lie and when we say it's not real life we deny the effect it has on us so acknowledge that social media is a part of your life is a part of our reality now but use it moderately you control it it doesn't control you and the very best advice i'll give is acknowledge your feelings don't hide away from them don't bury them acknowledge those feelings because the more you bury them the more they keep to compile and when they compile one day the space that you're using to bury them the hole that you bury them in the entire seven feet will get filled up and they will spill out and when they spill out we call that an eruption and you don't want an eruption so acknowledge those feelings and walk them out work on them one by one you remember baby steps baby baby steps also have people you trust again share your feelings with people that you trust Okay, thank you very much for listening to the end of this episode. I hope you understand what imposter syndrome is, what causes it, what types you understand, and how to combat it. If you want to talk to somebody, you can, you know, find a good friend of yours to talk to, or you can DM me and we'll talk. I'm always available. Also, make sure you share this episode with your friends. Make sure you share this episode on your social medias. Remember to use the hashtag, the fluid gang, the fluid gang also don't forget the link in the description or the show notes of this episode that's the one link to rule them all the one link to do everything to follow us on our socials to sign up to the newsletter which you need to do and to support us on shukran you understand support us on shukran but even if you cannot support financially we appreciate the shares appreciate the likes appreciate the comments and the feedback keep them coming guys and i'll see you in the next episode bye